Blog Talk Radio. We'll figure it out. It'll be okay. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. This is Michael Anthony Ingram. My guest tonight is Lydia Brown. She has written two collections of poetry that have been well-received. She hails from the great city of Chicago. Welcome to the program, Lydia. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm well, so excited to be on the show. Well, great. I'm glad you're here with me, too. All right. All right. Let's begin this journey. Let's begin this poetic journey. What is poetry, Lydia? What is poetry? Poetry is the one thing that fills my heart. It has many emotions, many faces, and it helps me through a lot of situations and it helps me to get to know myself. So poetry is like questions to life answers, except Mm -hmm. I would say that like, in a sense, like I'm life and I'm writing because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So it's like I'm writing the answers to my own questions. Wow. What a beautiful answer. I've never heard that particular one before. I like that. Anything else about poetry Thank to you? Anything else about poetry? Um, poetry, poetry is cleansing. Poetry wow. is <laughs> being, <laughs> poetry is being like open. Like it's like you're cleansing your entire body, but it's more of the mind because for me, poetry starts in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. I listen to like these like little, um, like a lo-fi little like uh, music things on um, YouTube. Yes. And I, and like, there's no words. There's just like instrumental. And I listen and it's like words. I don't know where they just come to me. So, I mean, I've been writing my poetry like that for the past 20 years. Um, I currently, I would say, I think right now I have nine books that I've written this way. And, um, and, and, so, and so, like, and so, like, it's, it's, um, it's I don't I, it's just comforting to me like the music like it just helps me write like whatever okay. at the point I'm going through like if I can't say it I can write it mm-hmm. and so it's it. like cleansing right it's it's cleansing to clean my mind and my thoughts. All right, beautiful, beautiful. So again, as you think about being a poet, we're both poets. Why do you think it's important that we do what we do? Why is poetry important? 
I mean, confusion is like a way of life. Mm -hmm. And if you let that stay, like in the front of your mind, it's going to ruin everything that you have planned. It's going to stop you from wanting to be successful. It's going to stop you from wanting to complete your goals. It's going to stop you from wanting to get up and mm-hmm. go out and be somebody All right. and be you and share yourself with the world because that's why you're here. You know, mm-hmm. like you are here to do a service, you know, like whether it's help people, love people, whatever. So writing is important to me because I like to reach out to people, like however okay. I can, like one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You Okay, go ahead. Yes. Yes, please continue. Okay. Um, okay. Um, what I want to do is I want to, like, be able to help homeless people because okay. I used to be homeless. And All right. I want to, and I know how, like, hard and, like, dirty and evil that is. Like, it's, yeah, like, you have to find a lot of strength within yourself to survive. But um, that's why I want to, like, use my poetry to reach out to people that feel broken by, you know, like, living that way or hurt by, you know, family or, um, like, just have lost their way. Like, I really I, I want to help people so, so bad. Like, it's I'm, I've never been more serious about anything. Like, as you see, it's getting me flustered yes. because... It's something that I really want to do. I want to share my poetry with people. That is so important. Very nice. Very nice. You know, I stated that you had written two books. I didn't know that it was nine. Nobody told me that. Yeah, those are not finished yet. No, those are not not finished yet. Um, Like, they're done, but, like, I haven't, like, you know, like, put them – in book form or like uh, did audio books yet with them, but okay. the, but the first two strengths and weaknesses and yes. um, my life and my words those are both on Amazon. Um, okay, yes, you know, um, audio books. Mhm, mhm, mhm. So, well, yeah, let's... I haven't done the rest of them yet. I'm on the way. I'm All right. Way. <laughs> okay. Well, I want you to come back when you get the rest of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, it, with nine books, okay. you'll be on here every week. <laughs> you will be on here. And then, and then, not, and then, not to mention, and then, and then, not to mention that I literally write every day. I at least like take an hour and a half, and I will sit and I will write every day. Oh, wow. So I'm constantly, wow. it's constantly, constant. <laughs> well, I always have something to write about, which is good. Yes. Tell me about an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power. Well, okay. Um, It's when my daughter's father passed away and um, I wrote this poem uh, called Silhouette. And it's actually one of my favorites. Um, It hurts to read, but I do like Mm -hmm. it. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's because it's about like me still seeing him, even though you know he's not here. I mean, we were yes. together for like eighteen years. So. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I really loved him, and um, it was hard, like losing him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. But you know, I made it through that. I can understand. I made it. I can understand. That. I can understand. Well, I'm going to ask you at this point to share a poem, whatever you'd like to share. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. The name of this poem is called Hinged. Sometimes I become unhinged. It's like I am bewitched by the memories of everything I was said, how I was misled, how I felt my heart crack, but you didn't care about that. I remember when I thought that love was so beautiful that it gave a glow that people don't often see or know. Like when you're outside walking together and you feel the sunshine on you and it feels so good, it makes you wonder if this is how heaven tastes. The pleasure of living with the one that you love is extraordinary. It takes all of the images that you had from those heartaches and buries them to say it plagues. There is no more pain, and everything that you used to know doesn't matter now because you are free to unlearn the toxic ways of others. It is now time for you to heal. Open your heart. Believe that someone cares. When you forget those stains, that's when your worry tree is bare because you burned everything. There's nothing left to see but the fire crackling. People that made mistakes and tried to erase your smile, they now regret acting like a child. Because here you are standing tall, being amazing. Everything that you ever wanted is now possible because it's at your feet. So brush off the denial. That layer is not your style. It's time for you to come through and show all your colors. Wipe the ash off your shoulders. Use a wet towel to wipe your face because none of that gray is you anymore. You stand stronger than what you were. So now become everything that you dream. Beautiful, blessed, brown skin, an amazing woman here to begin. Wow. Wow. What an exquisite poem. Thank you. Thank you so much. As you think about your writing and your poetry, you mentioned homelessness. What are some of the other things that you write about? Um, I write about, like, love, um, uh, family, mm-hmm. uh, current events, um, myself. 
and uh, trying to work on my um, inner child, you know, so that I can work with myself to make myself better. Okay, okay, okay. Now, how does a poem begin for you, Lydia, with an idea, a form, or an image? I mean, well, sometimes, like, if I'm not, like, listening to YouTube, like, I can just come up with a sentence in my head, Mm -hmm. and I'll just start writing from there, like, literally, just, like, one sentence or a few words or, like, I can come up with a title, and there you go. There's a poem. Oh, wow. Wow. And that happens all the time. Yes, and that has not changed for the last 20 years. Oh, okay, all right. Now, all great writers, and I include you in this list, have great writing influences. Who are some of yours, and what makes them great in your eyes? Um, I do adore, like, Maya Angelou, like she wrote some beautiful um, poetry for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you, yes. I tend to get my poetry like offline, and I like read or like online actually, and you know, like go to like certain apps and like look at people's stuff and read it. So I get inspired mm-hmm. by that too. So, okay. it, but definitely, it started with Maya Angelou. No, I understand. I understand. Now, we, right now, I'm going to ask you a question. And let's okay. begin that a poem is like a cake, all right? Mm-hmm. What are some of the prevalent ingredients that go into the concoction we call a poem? What do you put in your poem? Well, it starts both with these two fighting for the number one spot. But, okay. <laughs> but right. definitely my, my heart and mind, like my heart and mind, like they fight a lot. But like that, <laughs> those two together, those are like very much first. Um, okay. And then depending on what I write about, um, definitely my soul. Um, if I'm writing about myself, I make sure that um, I'm being honest and I'll be as raw as I can because if you're going to know me and you need the story and you need the truth and you need Mm. whatever pain that I went through to understand what I'm talking about. So I put like, I put literally I'm in the poem. (laughs) no matter what I'm talking about no matter what what, no matter what the subject is Lydia is right there you can see her she's waving she's like hi hi Dr. Michael hi Oriana I know you're listening you know I'm I'm fun I am in the poem Oh, and today is Oriana's birthday, and oh, she wow. is a sugar butt, and I love her. <laughs> Happy She's birthday, She's probably going to get me after that tomorrow, but yeah. <laughs> Happy <love> birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so we bake this cake with those ingredients. So 
what emerges from that cake, what emerges naturally from you? Because see, they say that to, to see the world with complete honesty, one should look to comedians, artists, musicians, and poets. So what emerges then from you from this cake? Like the picture, like what I'm writing about. Like I give okay. you a picture of what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. you can see it because of the words I use and how descriptive I am. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Please hear another poem. Okay. Um, let's see. Hmm. Okay. This poem is called The Tone of Gratitude. When I met you, I knew my eyes were in love because my heart beat set up so fast that I thought I was going above. No, I no, my heart beat set up so fast that I thought I was going above the more that I engaged with you. Okay, something is wrong there, but we'll ignore that. I started daydreaming about how our love would be too and when we did connect and we began to love each other it was captivating magical beautiful you opened up a part of me that has been sleep for so long because of relationship irresponsibility the way you made my body feel the way you took over me in such a short time That's how I knew that you were the real deal. You have passed your ways upon my soul, and now all I see is a future with you. You are my goal. I am blessed to know you in every way. You are like being in angels' wings, pure and clean. When I am with you, I know that I am safe. You have the best of me, even though... You've seen how life tests me. You're still here. And that's something that I've never seen so clear. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. So when you think about writing a poem, is a poem letting your guard down or building a wall? Um... To me, I consider building a wall with, you know, like you shutting people out. Okay. So for me, writing is more like welcoming people in. That's what I'm trying to do, you know, like, because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in mental pain. You know, I have professional help, but I'm in a lot of mental pain. So I understand that. So when I yes. write, I'm trying to bring people in, not push people away. Like I try, I try my hardest when I write not to alienate people or make people feel bad. I want to love you. Like that's the point. I want to love you. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think makes your poetic voice different from others? I mean, to be honest, yes, I just feel like so I'm disabled, um, I'm a widow, I have a child, um, I have many battles to fight daily, and honestly, I don't think that I'm, like, different. I think that... Like, I mean, like, different in, like, better or any other, you know, like, form of that word. Like, I am a person just like everybody else, and I'm just Mm -hmm. going through things. So it's like I'm with everyone else. I mean, but my story is slightly unique, but it's, like, not like, you know, like, you know, the circus is coming to town tonight. (laughs) Or something like that. It's not like that. It's not like that. You know, but it's you know, it's a good. It's a good story. It is. All right, I, I can tell. I can tell. And everyone has their own unique lived experience. Everyone has their own story. That doesn't make one story better than another, because everyone has right. a story. Everyone has a story. So how then would you classify your ability to write poetry as a creative gift? Or creative art. I would say both because talk to me. Talk um, to me. I I have um, read my poetry to people, and sometimes they cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're in amazement, like they love it. Um, <laughs> like people, mm-hmm. people inspire me to write poetry, depending on like what the situation is, like or if I know them. Or, you know, whatever it is, like, people inspire me. So I just want to, like, touch people the way that they touch me. Because when I used to be homeless, mm-hmm. um, I knew everybody. <laughs> like, on um, on Chicago Avenue, like, I was there for, like, 10, 12 years. Yes. And I also was pregnant with my daughter there, like, during the last couple of, like, during the last, like, uh, last two years or so, and mm-hmm. I knew everybody. I knew the police. I knew like people that worked, you know, like uh, anywhere, like church, hospital, uh, like the news stuff. What I knew them. Like it was these people. Like they really opened up their heart to me. You know, like okay. I was, I was like lost even before I met my um daughter's father. Like. Mm-hmm they were willing to help me and like, listen, and they never understood like what that was for me. Okay. Okay. Like they never understood because it's like people don't listen anymore. You know, people don't No, care. they don't. They don't. They, they don't, don't care. They just, Mm-mm. you know, care about what's for them. And it's sad because, you know, people are out here hurting and they need help. And, you know, like they trying to get you to listen, but you just, you know, on your own thing. And to me, like, that's crazy because it's like you supposed to be open. You're supposed to be receptive. You know, like, why would you close yourself off? Mm. You know, I learned some time ago. It hurts. It really hurts. It hurts. I can understand. 
I can understand. Because there's a qualitative difference between listening and hearing. If you can hear, I mean, that's fantastic because we all can, of course. But listening means that you are in tune with the other person's body in terms of the nonverbals. You open it up yourself. Your heart is, as you say, you're truly looking with your eyes. You're bringing energy into it. And you really focus on the total presence of the other person as well as yourself. So listening is so critical, so, so, so critical. Because here's a statement I want to read to you. It says here about the whole theme of communication. What you can't communicate controls you. What you can communicate has the potential to set you free. So if you attempt to communicate with another person and they are not receptive or you're not receptive, you can't be free if you don't share the story. So does that make sense? That makes sense? Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, you have to be like open and wanting to share with people. You, I mean, how can you go through life the way life is now and just be closed? It makes mm-hmm. like that. Like you're hurting yourself. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like I go through things sometimes, and I'm not going to lie. I have to stop talking to people because, like, it just you know, it's like too much of a like for me to talk to them and I got all this stuff going on in my mind so yes. I do shut down but that mm-hmm. don't mean I don't care about you I still will you know reach out or you know try to say something to let you know yes I'm still here I'm okay I still care this is just going on it don't mm-hmm. mean I feel any different about you it just means that life is you know trying to put me in a corner or yes. something yeah, but yeah yeah. All right. Please share another poem. Okay. Um, let's see. This one is called From Weathered to Renewed. Flipping through the pages of my life looking through chapters to make sure that I'm living right, finding losses, successes, and wise decisions have won over my message, smiling because I am winning, not feeling like a disgrace because my gifts are coming. But this is not a race. I have to look for what it is and see that I'm making things happen. That's the way it should be. Me loving myself uncontrollably, because without that, my heart would be broken, and I would be lost, like I used to be. Those times are not easily spoken by me, but they do give a lot of stability. I have grown and come so far, I look back at the old me and I could see the exhausted. I see the worry. I see the desire to be stronger. But somehow I just couldn't make that be. So I had to work tirelessly. I had to chase my goals and keep my beliefs first. I also looked back to see myself lying on the ground 
because I felt like I was never found. Just someone that was never needed. But now I look at where I am and I know that I have clawed and fought my way here. And now I'm peeking over a horizon and it's about to be so clear that everything that I've ever wanted can and will be mine. I will have that happy life that I dream of and it will be on time. Thank you. You know, that reminds me, Lydia, that as we were just talking about, there's so much happening in the world. There's the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. What do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society? At this point, I believe that poetry is... It's a calling, it's a blessing, and it is a way to triumph Mm. through, like, Mm. anything. Like, I'm telling you, like, writing, (laughs) oh, my God, I'm not going to cry, but I'm telling you, writing has got me through so much, Mm -hmm. so much, Mm -hmm. so much, like, it's, 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 I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's like a hug in words. It's like, it's, it's like, I can't even get my words out because I'm getting flustered again. You're doing, you're doing okay, fine. So, you're doing great. Okay. It's, it's just understanding. Like, okay. I'm understanding myself. So mm-hmm. I'm writing the poems, and as I'm writing them, or after I'm done, I'm reading them. Yes. And it speaks to whatever emotion that poem is about. And that helps me to say, okay, this is what's going on. Yes, it hurts. Mm-hmm. But this is what you did to try to fix those things. Mm. So it's okay. You did your part. Because mm-hmm. my thing is people tend to, because I'm disabled, like, and I'm not saying everybody, but I've been through a lot, like, being, like, homeless on the streets since I was, like, what, like, um, like 17, 18. Um, People mistreat me. So it's like they see me as an eyesore, you know, and, like, I'm an issue Mm -hmm. and, you know, they don't want to deal with me or, you know, I'm dumb. And it's, you know, it's frustrating. Because I really am a good person. I try to be good people, but it's like so many things that has happened to me has changed me in such a way that I'm still who I am, but it's like Mm. I'm more cautious. Mm. Mm. You know, like Mm. it really like takes a lot for me to trust you. Like you have to, like I have to see what you're doing and what you're about in order for me to say, okay, this will be my friend. Okay. This will Mm be, um, a potential, you know, like relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, this is, this is okay for me to go out and see this person. But like, if you are some nonsense, I'm not going (laughs) to, 
I don't right. have time for that. Like I, right. I, I, I can't do. It. I can't. All right. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a brief break, but what I want to say first, though, I just listening to you, I can tell you're a good person. Just this brief interaction, I can tell you're a good person. Thank We're going to take a break, but I want you to answer the following question when we return. Your poetry is filled with emotion. Am I correct? Yes. Or am I not? Do you think that a person can be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? So I want you to answer that when we return. All right? Okay. We'll be right back. If I forget, if I forget the uh, question. that I asked. Did you remember it? I am nervous. That is uh-huh. all I'm going to say. Plead the fifth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am nervous and I'm going to plead the fifth. Oh my God. <laughs> That's no problem. That's no problem. <laughs> That's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> the question I ask is that your poetry is is filled with emotion. Do you think that a person can be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? I mean, writing is all about what it is about emotion, but it mm-hmm. could be about basically anything. Like it doesn't if 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 you don't feel something then write that. You know, um, yes. if you have trouble, like, saying what you need to say, all I can tell you is just, like, write whatever you feel and get it out. I mean, yes, okay. emotions are important because that's what helps you heal mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. put your words into, you know, the poetry and your feelings. That's yes. what helps. But if you can't, write whatever comes to mind and just, you know, get it out of you because it helps. Mm-hmm. Like Because to me, like, words tend to stay trapped. Like, you yes. don't, like, say, for instance, you have a problem with somebody and you don't say them. And I go through this a lot. And I don't, you know, tell them. I literally, depending on what happened and who it is, I literally have to go home and write to get the words out of me so that they're not festering and causing me pain and me not knowing what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's, 
you know, if you can't write, write anyway. That's All what right. I say. Write anyway. <laughs> Get everything right. out. Get it out. Just sit there until you're done. All right. <laughs> That's what I say. All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Please share another poem. Oh, my God. I tried on that one. Okay. <laughs> you did okay. a fantastic <laughs> Yes, that was that. That's Very what you call effort, okay, Dr. Michael, <laughs> effort. <laughs> okay. <Perfect. laughs> okay, so this poem is called Association. Every time I meet someone new, I believe that love is mine. So far, I've had four, and I still don't know what to do. I go between emotions back and forth. My heart is aching so much. There is nothing that I can do. I think at this point, I'm chasing happiness and don't know what to do. It's like I've fallen down a black hole. My love and soul is still intact. And I still have my goal, but my heart is on borrowed time. It's fight to survive to make it through the night so that I can feel something and be able to be whole. I never knew that starting over would be so cursed, salt being thrown into a wound. Everything I try to do, it burns. But without those pains, there is the lesson that I've learned. So close to crying, so close to giving up, but there goes my wall trying to protect me and stop me from giving a fuck about people's ideas, feelings, and descriptions of me. At this point, I'm just living and trying to be the truth and trying and trying to be the truth has never been more evasive. Mm -hmm. It gets in, it destroys at will, and leaving you with a whole bag of emotions to spill. As time goes on, I wonder what this will make of me. Who will I be when all this is over, when all of the people that I fell in love with are just memories and clips of things that they like to do that I took on because I miss them, because I'm true. What will happen to me? Will I be just a shell or will I continue to fight and in myself live for love and anguish I will show? Thank you. You hail from the great city of Chicago, Illinois. How do you yes. think living in Chicago, being born in Chicago, has shaped your writing, your poetry? Um, I mean, like, I was born here, and mm-hmm. my daughter was born here, and I met her dad here. So I definitely have roots like in Chicago it's it's a part of who I am okay and it you know like and writing for me is 
like it's peaceful. Okay. And like uh, in my second book, I believe I have a poem. I can't remember. Okay, there's so many books. Uh, <laughs> but I have a poem. I think um, I have a poem in there that's stating something about the city where I live and I love. I would have mm-hmm. to look that up. But uh, yeah, like Chicago is definitely like a part of me. Like it will, it will never like just you know be a word it will be something felt because of my actions like i grew up here so all of my experience comes out of where i live okay okay well let's talk about your books tell me about strengths and weaknesses what inspired it okay okay COVID. No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't, I'm so, oh, dear God. Please give me oh, my God. Yeah, I'm very sarcastic and funny. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Please, yeah, you better Lord, call on the Lord when you say that. Yeah. Oh, COVID. Yes. Um, okay. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm That's so all right. Sorry. That's okay. Right. Okay. Uh, um going through a lot, a lot, a lot of, like, emotions, like, with COVID, because um, COVID really destroyed a lot of people, and, you know, it destroyed um, a lot of children and families, and it, yeah, COVID was, COVID was just, I don't, just, it was a nightmare. That's the best Mm -hmm. way I can put it. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was it it was you know a nightmare, and it just disrupted so many people and how people felt, and you know how the world saw black people, how it saw police. I don't want to get too political, but yes, you know things like that. Like they really destroyed a lot, and like people lost faith, people lost themselves, people lost um the willingness like to want to like survive and it's and it's you know it's 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 um it's it's hard because I thank God I didn't lose anyone. Um all right. but like all the stories that I heard, like I the pain I was like I was I was hurting because okay. like I couldn't believe this some of this stuff was real. Um I really couldn't. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it didn't make sense. Like, why, okay, why would, like, why do we have to be profiled? Like, that's my thing. Okay. Like, you know, you don't have to treat people like that. Mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. don't. You really don't. And, you know, the way that black people are, like, looked at and just, you know, like, treated and people are just people just don't care and I just yeah. I I there's nothing that like I can like do about that but it's it it's so hurtful. It's just hurtful. Yes, it I don't even know what to it say. Is. I'm sorry. I'm just it's all right. a lot it's of right. it, it, it is, and I'm it having is trouble explaining. That's a, no you're not you you sound great. It is hurtful the way people treat others. It is hurtful. 
It's hurtful the way that we as African Americans are often viewed by others. And sometimes it's hurtful the way that we view each other as African Americans. You know, so there's a lot of hurt out there. It's a lot. Right. It's right. a lot. It's a lot. Well, let me ask this question then. Do you have your book with you right now? Uh, no, but I have my phone that is full of poetry. No, but what, I, um. <laughs> but what I wanted you to do is to find the names of or the titles of five poems in your book. Any five poems. Or the okay. poems you have in front okay. of you. Just five poems. Just five poems. You can use as many okay. as you got in front of you. That's the problem. Okay. Um, hold on. I'm going to have to go to drive for that because I need to see the book so I know what to actually say. Okay. I am so sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I Look, I'm sorry, people. Okay? This is pain. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> You're doing fantastic. Oh. Okay, let's see. Uh, just put the book in and find. You said five, right? Yeah, just get the names of five poems. Not okay. Names of five poems. Okay. Okay. One is not so pretty. Okay. That poem is about me and how I feel about myself sometimes. All right. Um, Grown Woman Goals, that poem I wrote for my daughter, Lauren. Hi, Lauren, I love you. <laughs> um, um, another one is Remembering George Floyd. Um, that one is just, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, then silhouette, and then the one who held my heart. Wow. The reason I ask for the names or the titles, what should you consider when titling a poem? What do you need to think about? Um, to me, the title is the last thing. So okay. it's like... um. It's like I write the poem, I get my ideas, I write the poems, and I look at what I wrote and, like, in a couple of, like, maybe seconds or, like, fighting with myself about which one sounds better, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. um, I uh, title it appropriately. Okay, okay, okay. Give me some more with that. What else goes into titling that piece? What are you thinking about, and why do you stick with that title? Does it fit the poem, or how does that work for you? Are you trying to let me maybe this way? Are you trying to what's the word? um, Capture the attention of someone with the title. Um. Okay, so for me, it's. The mm-hmm. poem that ties everything together and like yes. has the most meaning for people. The okay. title okay. for me is just a reference. Like I, it's like um, I can say something like, "Okay, 
the funny bunny does a little dance. The funny bunny does its little prance and title it um, Spring Memories or something. Like, you know, something like that. Like, that, okay. like, that, that, like that, that, that's pretty much, that's pretty much like how it is and how I am. Like, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I like to think of that is being slightly complex because the title picking is not hard, but I try to like have it to do something with the poetry or if I can't at least something close enough or something that would make sense. And when I can't think of a title, Listen, untitled has saved me more than <laughs> And we don't okay. think that alone. We don't leave that alone. Okay. <laughs> well, when I read that book, I'm going to look for those untitled poems. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she, she couldn't think of what to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she no, couldn't because, think of what yes, to say. No, because, no, because the untitled poems, that's me fighting with myself. Like, okay, what are we going to call this, okay? You talked about your foot, okay? You talked about your eyelashes, okay? The ceiling, okay? The curtain. What are we going to call it? And it's like a whole mess because I'm just like, Lord, okay, I'm going to call it the fur or something or pillows. I don't, cow, whatever. It's a poem, read it. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm right. so sorry. Oh, my God. People like me. I'm, I'm, as you can see, I am very, very fun and crazy. Yeah. Yes, well, More fun a lot of crazy. times, if you don't laugh about it, if you don't laugh, What's the alternative? That's what I mean. You're crying all the time. You're crying all the time. Right. So when you think about your your book, the one we were just discussing, strengths and weaknesses. So the the themes around that book pertain to what specifically? Um, just like like my other books, like it's no, there's no um emotion. Like there's no one emotion. everywhere (laughs) like it's like everything that's inside of me like just coming out so but I would say that if you had to put an emotion on it it's definitely Mm -hmm. love I think that all of my poems come from love all right all right all right what do you think you learned about yourself writing that book Well, I learned that um, because I used to um, let people, like, shut me up and, um, you know, like, not let me have a voice and not hear me, you know. So the purpose of the book was to give, you know, like, emotions to other people so that they could use their voice. And um, it was... It was written because I needed help dealing with, like, everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. So I wrote from my perspective, my feelings, and I said, well, maybe if somebody reads this, you know, like, they'll understand, you know, like, how I feel. And then, like, they can have a voice, like, like my voice Mm -hmm. with my words can lead to one person, and then it can go 
to another person and then another. Mm-hmm. So you believe in And together statement. we all can just, yeah, and then together we all can just, like, share our voices together and hopefully get heard because people, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear you. See, that's the thing. Yes. And, you know, how can I be a person if you don't want to hear what I got to say? Like, I genuinely, like, have so many issues that if I don't, like, laugh at things, I will yeah. lose it. Yes, oh, me too. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be okay at all. So, yeah, I like to literally laugh at stuff that I go through so that I'm like, okay, yeah, well, you know, hey, whatever. That happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> all right. So you truly believe in this statement that poetry gives voice to the voiceless. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. That reminds me of my sister because my sister um loves um um I love Lucy. Hi mm-hmm. Linda. Hi Peaches. Hi y'all. Okay, um I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um so uh she used to love I love Lucy and what you just said reminded me of the episode Friends of the Friendless. Okay. Yeah, it reminded me of that and like how she felt that she didn't have, like, any friends, and then she went out and met people, and they found out that she was wonderful, and, like, it was, like, a whole total thing, like a little party, and they loved her and everything, and everything worked out. That reminded mm-hmm. me of that. All right, all right. Please share another point. Okay. This poem is called I Am the Lead. There are times when I can't forgive myself for things that I've done. I look back at some of my hardest decisions, though I understand them. It hurts what I came up with for the conclusion, whether it be putting myself in harm's way or letting people run over me and depict how I felt that day. I wish that my love for myself would have been stronger then, like it is now, because I'm actually putting forth effort in fighting for myself and not just lying down. I'm doing everything I can to keep my mental stability sound. It is so important to keep my feet on the ground, even if they don't touch that's okay, because the sentiment means just as much. I know who I am, and I know what I want. I'm trying to make things better for myself because I'm choosing to put myself first. Mm -hmm. That's always been hard for me, but now it's the only way out of shame, of being angry at myself, to always choose me and never look back and make people wish they would have changed their attitudes just so that we could be standing in front of the pack. Wow. Thank you. Mm. I need a second to just kind of process what you've shared because it touched me so. (laughs) Okay. Just a second. 
Okay. All right. Your other book. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I didn't mean to hurt you. You did. You did. (laughs) I worry about, like, doing that to people because it's like, okay, write your emotions, but let's not hurt anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that's how you're going to hurt me, hurt me. (laughs) It's important to hear (laughs) real-life poems. I like that. That's amazing. I appreciate your authenticity. I can't even say it. Your authenticity. <laughs> authenticity. <laughs> yes, we said the word. Okay. Oh that's right. God. That's okay. right. That's yeah, right. You're never, you're never going to have me on again. It's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Probably you're not. somewhere Probably in New not. York. I'll send you flowers and say, yeah, thank you. Um, Probably not. I'm Probably so sorry. Not. I was the craziest guest that you ever had, sir. Um, Dr. Michael, you're a great person. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. My Life in Words. Now, I think this book was written in 2015. Am I correct? Um. Yeah, yeah, because okay. that was the second book. Okay. See, my, th- my thing is, like, with all my books, like, I don't know the years. Like, all I know is that I have them, like, set up as chapters and total books. So, like, all the poems that are in each book, like, they're, everything is separated, and I don't know the years, and they're just, like, high. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right. Yes. Okay. So, well, tell, tell me that, that book was, I'm so sorry. That book, I'm so sorry. That book, that book was like uh, 2022. Okay. 2023. Okay. Well, tell me about the book. What is it about? What inspired it? Well, I basically said that um, if my first book is going to be titled Strengths and Weaknesses, um, um, Hope Through Poetry, um, then the second one should be called My Life and My Words. um, Because it's about me and I try to put like as much of myself as you know like my family or whatever you know I was going through like at that Mm -hmm. time in that book um that was like one thing that was really important to me to do um so yeah all right all right now with that particular book, let's say that we were standing, both standing outside of Barnes and Nobles, and there's all these people in line for Lydia Brown and that book specifically. What piece of advice would you give the person before they read that book? Um, I would tell them that this is kind of like an autobiography, but done with poetry. Mm-hmm. And it's written about, like, me and things that go on in my life. Um, And it is, like, to help, like, to ease the mind and to definitely help. And um, 
to assist people that are going through issues and that like they may not feel like normal or heard, but like I was not like normal or heard, but mm-hmm. I wrote these books and people started to, you know, like hear me, you know, All like right. I started like doing like, this is my second podcast. Like I absolutely right. love it and I All want right. to do more. All right. Well, let me ask this question then. What did you learn about yourself writing this book? Who are you as a consequence of this book? Who are you now as a result of writing this book? Um, I definitely am more of a stronger, like, woman. Um, I don't, I don't, like, I, I do try to stick up for myself, but, you know, things are very different in the world. So, yes. like, you can't go too far, but I do try to, you know, at least, you know, assert myself enough to where, like, you can either give me respect or leave me alone, either one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then I also learned that forgiveness, like, through the writing, because a lot of things that, like, happened in my life and, like, from when I was little all the way up until now, I blame yes. myself for. So, mm-hmm. um, I, like, definitely learned um, forgiveness and how to, like, not always, like, think that I'm the problem when I'm not. Yes, um, yes. And to, and to, like, put myself first because I'm the kind of person, if I love you, you're first. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm behind mm-hmm. everyone else. Like, whatever okay. it is you need, you got it. I'm there. I'm doing it. You know, um, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm last. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now learning to put myself first. So, right. I mean, that's after, like, 40-something years of living. So All right. I understand. <laughs> You know, we've reached my favorite part of the program. I call it a mini, M-I-N-I, poetry concert. This is your opportunity to share three or four poems back-to-back with no interruptions from me. Lydia, you're on the stage. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this one is called Touchable Dreams. I'm here between the rocks and the debris, and in the middle stands me. I know my direction. I don't question my independence's um, resurrection. The more I look out and see all of nature's beauty, the water flows, the air is cold, but it makes you feel what no one knows. Between the gravel and the soot lays my pride and pushes everything to to the side. I see all the things that I try to hide. It's easy when there are no more lies, when there is more than pride, when life is at its most timid. That's when you go forward with your spirit. You try hard to make your vision seen and keep your eyes clear and keen to know what to do when you feel like you're through. You're tired and weary 
and day-to-day is unforgiving. You keep going no matter what you try. When it hurts, you try. When you're crying, you make things happen. Even while despising the situation that you're in, you go forth. You put your desires first, and that's when you'll see all of the making of a human being. I'm sorry, I'm trying to hear. Um, Context of me. This poem is called Context of Me, sorry. My heart pours open and the contents inside, they search for a place where they don't have to hide. My thoughts, my memories, my cares, my worries. They yearn to be free, far, far away from me. To not cause the stress of daily life, to make me not want to be someone else in my head. I know that I can only be me, and that is what I choose to be. But a lot of times I'm bombarded with that I know that I shouldn't concern myself with. To be honest, sometimes it creeps in. I still don't know how it finds my weak points, but it always does. But I fight hard, and I won't just lay down. This will not be my life. I am meant to be in love and be a wife. I seek freedom through these words. I write them because listening to a melody, they are what I heard. But they come out clear so that anyone listening can hear. This poem is called Resistance. To have relief is something that I seek. Sometimes I feel like the water is so deep. I can't stand because of the way that I was born. But it always feels like there's no floor, nothing to support me, like I'm just a sitting duck. And it hurts me because I want to feel like I have everything that I need around me. And I want to be able to focus on that like a lead. I can't see living no other way because I understand my journey and what life wants from me. I do work hard. I give all I have, and sometimes I'm so empty that it's like pulling off a big scab. Mm -hmm. I cry. It hurts. I keep going, hoping it will work. I keep pulling. I keep trying. I don't give up even if I feel like I'm dying. I am powerful. Being so, I keep pulling, knowing the meaning, taking my time but not taking too much so that the pain doesn't stay with me. That's bad luck. I just want to be able to say that I've done something in my life that can't be repaid 
I want to use my words to heal, to touch people so that they can understand what's real. The stress of life goes on every day. But like that scab, you have to keep pulling day after day. There is no quit. Don't let that fight in you fade. You make sure that you hold on to it till God says it's your day. Oh, no, one more. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, I'm going to read this one, but I have one more poem that I want to read about my daughter. All right. Yes. If you want, yes. if you want me to, one more um, about that's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. After you read this one, I'm gonna ask you two questions, and then I'd like you to favor us with the other one. How's that sound? Okay, okay. I'll be looking while I'm talking. That's going to be interesting. Um, All right. (laughs) So um, this poem is called My Vow. In the new year coming, my vow to me is to become first in every situation so that my inner child can be free. I manifest peace. I dig past all of the pain and everything that has hurt me within this year and those below it. I give myself permission to find happiness in hard times and living bedridden. I give myself the understanding to be transparent. Telling myself the truth and not lying will be my new regime. Getting past all of the nights where worry consumes me like a fiend. I must try to keep my pedestal, I mean, to find my pedestal. It is so important because everyone can see it but me. I keep putting up my past in front of my eyes, so that's what I see. But I have to look at myself now and realize that I am the best that I can be. It is time for forgiveness. I have punished myself more than enough. Months on months, years on years. God, that was tough. But I will continue to work with myself to find my footing. Because if everyone can see the goodness in me, why can't I? Just that be. I shouldn't fight purity. I shouldn't fight me. I should take every good thing I've done over the years and build a new me. And with every situation, look at each feat that I've completed and take that time for me and understand that love is needed. Thank you. All right. All right. Lydia, do you think you were meant to be a poet? Were you meant to be a poet? I mean, I don't, I don't, the reason, like, why I started writing poetry is because when I used to sell my papers before I had my daughter um, downtown in Chicago, Mm -hmm. um, like, the people that would, like, help me and encourage me every day and stuck by me when, like, things were really hard or even when they weren't, I 
like every holiday that came up, I wanted to do something special, especially like Christmas and Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. I would write little poems like in like Thanksgiving or Christmas cards, and I would give them to people. And people would like, they came back and they was like, do you write? And I was like, no, uh, you should. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, look, I just love y'all because y'all are here for me and y'all understand me and y'all support me and I love y'all very much. And I want y'all to understand that what you do for me is way bigger than y'all seeing me every day. Like, you don't understand. Like, y'all give me so much. Like, y'all make me, everybody that I met makes me feel like, like family. Like, they really did. Like, they, like, hugged me like if something wrong. They would talk it out with me. Like, they would, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they would do it. Like, um, when I had my daughter, when I had my daughter, oh, my God, that beautiful little cat lady stole the show. Okay, like, <laughs> I had friends that I've been friends with for, like, 10, 15 years. Yes. And these people, they just decided to ignore me for the cute little button that is in her daddy's little pouch. And I'm just like, uh, hello. But I'm like, you know, I get it. She's gorgeous. Go ahead. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like, like. Like they, like they, like they loved us as a family. Like me, yes. her, my uh, Lauren, and her dad. Like yes. they cared about us, and that is something you know. Like you know, like that is that is just beautiful because like people aren't even like that no more. And then this was, yeah, I had Lauren in two thousand and eight. Like this was all before, like, a little bit before, like, or after, like, a little bit of, like, the 2000s, like, okay. when people started, like, coming to me like that. Like, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it, it was, you just, like, you just, you, you don't find love like that. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know I was loved because people would protect me, like, everything. Like, they made sure I was good. They would check up on me, all of it. If I needed a coat, if I needed something, whatever. Like they would, you know, help me. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So being a poet then was already a part of you. So you were meant to be a poet. I mean, I wouldn't. I, okay, yes, but like I just felt that I was giving them my heart when I wrote okay. because that's right. what the goal was to explain to them that you are here for me and my family and you know, like y'all, you know me, but you don't know me, know me. And you know, I love you. So you just please God take these words and know that you mean so much. Mm, Okay. Well, let me ask this question. What surprises you most about being a poet? Um, Definitely the fact that when I write sometimes, mm-hmm. it makes me, it makes me cry. All right. Like, it's, it's still, after all these years, like, a lot of the things I write still touch me and still have meaning enough to mean something to me and not just, you know, like, scribbling stuff on a paper. Okay. And because... 
I did, like, when I first started writing the poems, like, for my friends, I did take it seriously. But, like, I wasn't going as deep, like, as I am now. So Mm -hmm. there was a difference. So, I mean, it was, it wasn't that I, I didn't believe in myself. That was the thing. Like, I had, you know, like, I didn't think my words had any power or I could stand up for anything or anybody. And I just thought that I was, Basically nothing, if you're telling the truth. Um, all right, all right. So, yeah, you know, so when they read the poems, they, was, they like, they absolutely loved them. Like, they, like, people would come up to me and hug me and, like, Lydia, oh, my God, that is so pretty. Like, and I put this up in my room, and I told <laughs> my mom, and I was like, oh, my God, what? it's a poem. I love you. Okay, I love you. It's, I mean, to me, it just wasn't a big deal, but to them, it was everything. And to me, what they like, what they were giving me was everything. They just—I don't know to this day if they still understand like how much I love them. Like I really right. loved every last person that helped us. I really do. Well, what I'd like you to do is to favor us with the poem that you talked about earlier. The one about your brother, I believe. Okay. Um, no, uh, my daughter. Yeah, okay. Okay, so this one is called Always for Lauren. It was supposed to be Grown Woman Gold, but we're going to do Always for uh, Lauren because I can't find that one. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything I choose to do is written in the line of possibility. And I wish the same for you. I'm making changes all the time. Though they may be small, they won't be hard to find. When I become whole, I will show you nothing but a pure soul. Someone who has walked through difficulty, through the tears running down my face, I still get through even if it was at my pace. I understand my life so much more now. Learning to give myself time has opened so many doors. Being persistent had always worked for me. Making way for my dreams to become a reality. Putting forth effort effort has been a blessing. While working towards success, I didn't know when I was younger that writing from the heart would be my peach on rainy days. But I'm so glad that I found a way to express my feelings that sometimes brings so much happiness and every once in a while breathes life into me. I write these words to let you know that whatever you do, I give all my love to you and know that I will always be with you. All right. Beautiful. Well, we've reached the end of our poetic journey, Livia. Where can okay. people find your books? Where can people find your books? Um, they can find them at Amazon.com, um, Audible for the um, audio books, Audible.com. Um, Yes, and I believe that's about it, yes. Okay, all right, all right. What's next for you? Where do you go from here creatively? 
Um, the one thing that I want to do is um, I would like to do like um, poetry readings like in my city. Like if people were having like open mic nights, I would like right. to be a part of that to mm-hmm. uh, read poetry to share my vision with people and um, anything of that nature. Um, as long as it was easy for me to get to, that would be no problem. I would definitely welcome it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are probably programs still on Zoom that you could potentially participate in, in Chicago or the surrounding area. Open mics. I didn't know that they were on Zoom. I didn't know nothing about that. I was yeah. talking about like in going to actual places, but I didn't know yes. about Zoom. Yes, that's how today since the pandemic, many people have met each other through Zoom all over the world. All it, it opens up a whole new way of thinking about poetry when you get a chance to see someone in, in, in Nigeria or France or London or any of these places. So I recommend it so highly. That's what people started to do during, during the pandemic. They got online and they found Zoom. Okay. <laughs> they made Zoom a lot of money. So uh, I'll send you some information. <laughs> How's that sound? I'll send you some information. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll yeah, of places where they would let me read. Yes. Yes. That would be I'll great. Not a problem. Not at all. Are you on Facebook? Um. Yes, I do have um a Facebook. Uh, let's go to it and find out what it is. Um, I unfortunately do. <laughs> Do not use Facebook as much as oh, yeah. um, I do use LinkedIn. Um, let me give you well, the reason my, I, the um, reason that the reason I mentioned Facebook is that that's where I found out about these Zoom poetry groups. All right. Face- okay. So I know. Okay. Yeah, I know they're there. I know they're on Facebook. That's that's what I'm saying. As a place to start. Okay. Okay. But I'll send you some information. Okay. Yes, I will look up some places there. Yeah, fantastic. I want to thank you for being my guest tonight. I've enjoyed your company. Oh, thank you so much. I think you're a remarkable poet, and your future is bright. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Michael. You're welcome. So I want to say thank you for being with me again. I want to thank our listening audience. I want to say happy birthday to Oriana. Yes. <laughs> and hello And thank to everyone Lauren. for listening to yes. my badness tonight. <laughs> and yes, Lauren Ty. Lauren. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, good people, we've made it through another one. Lydia Brown, everybody. Lydia Brown. Thank you. You're going to hear that thank name again. You. Lydia Brown. Look up her books. Find them. Buy them. So, all right, as I share with you every single week, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, Lydia. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.